Brett Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey, sports fans. Nick Davis here, and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yes, welcome to another episode of Moving the Chains. Thanks to our friends at topsport.com.au where you can get best odds in the game, especially with the NFL season rapidly approaching. And as I welcome in the boys, was that better for you, Chad Townsend, that intro? Uh, Chad Townsend, how you going, mate? I'm good, thanks, Sal. It's good to see uh, Dickie awake tonight. Last week, you know, he's had his cup of coffee or he's, you know, he's woken himself up. He's got a bit of energy. Last week, he's full of fake energy. So it's good to see. Ready to go. No, I'm ready to go. It's good to, to see that. He's in yeah. tonight, so he might be a little bit, uh, bit more sprightly. Nick like Davis, the how you going, bud? I'm good, and it's good that Kim let uh, Trent borrow her headphones. It's awesome. <laughs> and on the Rick. end, he's in the rough box tonight, Trent Copeland. How you going, mate? Oh, good. As you all know, cricket's a game full of sledging, so give me your worst, lads. Give me your worst. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll keep that up there. You've just got jumped out of the shower. Hopefully it's not too windy in your house. The rest of that week might uh, <laughs> blow off at the end. But uh, let's get stuck into it, boys. It's, no, it looks fresh. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, boys, let's get stuck into it. Uh, a lot's happening in the NFL. The NRL back this week, Chad. So uh, we're going to get a chance to showcase our game across uh, in the American uh, landscape. And they're going to get a chance to really look at the, air, at the NRL. But... Uh, the NFL, there's still plenty of storylines. Uh, we're going to have a look at the NFC West tonight. I'm going to pick my MVP and plenty of feedback about Trent Copeland's fantasy uh, tips. He's got his own segment inside his own show. It's unbelievable how much this guy knows about the NFL. So uh, we'll get started, boys. Let's go straight to Dak Prescott. I mean, I know we start most shows, but this contract saga, Chad, is dragging out. It's alleged he's turned down the biggest deal in NFL history. He wants north of $45 million in that final year of his contract. Uh, have you read anything that says we're going to see the end of this and, and they're going to sign soon? And what's he thinking? He's not worth $45 million, surely. Yeah, look, it's, I've, I've heard the news, you know, Dax obviously turned down what would have been the highest contract in NFL history, the highest paid quarterback in the league. And as you mentioned, he's after $45 million in that final season. Uh, from what I can understand, he's after these figures with the presumption that the NFL salary cap is going to increase over these years. And obviously, um, you know, the highest paid players today will not obviously be the highest paid players in a few years' time as, as the salary cap increases. So... Again, I, I think we're back to square one. You know, we, we've spoken about this on a lot of the episodes, how Dax turned down and the conversation between, obviously, him and, and Jerry Jones has been ongoing. And, and Dax seems to really know what he wants. Uh, Nick, how does a change room deal with a, t- a player that's on a, a bigger contract? I mean, you, you're in and around the Swans with Buddy Franklin, who's the highest paid player at the, at the Swans. 45 million that's taking bread out of other people's uh pockets how does that affect the change room and is Dak setting himself up here for failure because we all know that teams that have rich quarterbacks can't get the job done on a regular basis yeah that's a good point and there's a a few things about this there's probably you know fair enough everyone in the Cowboys locker room would would have agree that Dak Prescott should get paid the most money and that's fair enough but it gets to a point where you get one offer you get two offers and you keep knocking it back. Um, and it gets to a point where the, the locker room goes, well, this is just about him. It's not about winning games of 
of NFL anymore. It's just about him loading up his pockets. And it's going to be interesting to see how long this goes on for. Obviously, you've got the Patrick Mahomes. Um, the Chiefs are going to look to re-sign him pretty quickly. And they're looking north of, you know, $40 million a season for him. Um, so it, it puts him up in pretty rare air, Dak Prescott, if he, if he wants that sort of dollars. And uh, as I've said on this podcast a few times, you've got to, you've got to throw the ball to someone. You've got Amari Cooper sitting there that he's getting some serious dollars. You've got Zeke Elliott standing next to you when you snap the footy, and you've got to give it to him. So um, it's all... It, at the moment, he's putting himself in front of you know a few people, and uh, it's going to take not too long for him to lose the locker room. And as a quarterback, that's not a good thing. Uh, Copes, yeah, you know, you're really in America's team here with Dak Prescott. Surely he can make up some of that money in endorsements. Jerry Jones to look after him to try and get. If they win a Super Bowl, if he wins a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys, he is forever named as that quarterback who won a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. Is this just madness from Dak Prescott, or have we inflated the numbers to a point where we're just talking about it now? Uh, look, I think it's a bit of both, and the trouble is. I don't think there's any pressure at the moment for Dak. I mean, even if he liked that offer, he doesn't have to. Uh, for those of you who don't know, any of the franchise tag guys don't have to make a decision on extensions until middle of July. I think it's the 15th or the 16th of July. So still a lot of water to roll under the bridge uh, for, between now and then. So I would see no reason why, unless the Cowboys go, okay, this is our final offer. If you knock this back, it won't be there next week. Uh, which would be silly on both parts, I think. Um, I could see this dragging on for some time. But it's a good point uh, Dickie made, I think, about the rest of the locker room and sacrifices being made. I think um, something that we're finding in cricket at the moment with the current landscape, it's hard to say, okay, yeah, I want to sign a bigger deal in my fifth year because the salary cap will go up to X amount. No one knows in the current landscape. So... We've actually turned our contracting model to a percentage of the salary cap system. Um, so maybe we start to see a little bit more like that, where it's negotiating a dollar amount for the first season uh, on a percentage of the salary cap that you're happy with, and then you negotiate in future based off a percentage rather than a dollar amount. So um, that's maybe something that I could see happening in future years. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, every week we talk about Dak because we want to see this deal get done. I think he will set the market for the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones, when they want their man, uh, the Cowboys, they seem to get it. Of course, they've already handed out big contracts already. Boys, let's keep it moving. We've uh, gone to the NFC West uh, this week. We've all picked a team. So school teacher Copes uh, put in the WhatsApp group this afternoon <laughs> that he wants more in-depth uh, analysis on all the divisions <laughs> and where we can go for our topsport.com.au ad. So we've decided to all pick a team. Well, he uh, sent out some homework. Uh, Copes has gone the 49ers, his team. Chad has gone the Seahawks. They've just picked up an interesting uh, running back as well. We'll get into that. I've gone the Cardinals. First time I've read anything uh, other than the Saints uh, on NFL.com. But And uh, Dickie's gone the Rams. So uh, who wants to start, boys? Maybe we'll go with you, Chad. The Seattle Seahawks in the NFC West. Currently uh, for topsport.com.au at the moment, second favourites outside uh, the 49ers at $3.30. How are they shaping up this year? Where do they need to improve? And uh, any good pickups? Yeah, look, I, I think that's about right. They're probably sitting second in their division behind the 49ers at the moment. Uh, they've just signed free agent Carlos Hyde, the running back, on the back of um, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. 
um, having injuries and surgery in the off season, their biggest, I guess, um, improvement is pass protection um, and protecting Russell Wilson. He's their biggest asset. He's their highest paid player. He's their quarterback. He's their leader. And last season, they were 30th in offensive pass protection, which when your quarterback's getting hit and sacked and put to the ground as much as Russell Wilson was last season, it's just not going to work. Russell Wilson needs time. He needs protection to be able to hit his receivers. You know, DK Metcalf had a, a reasonable year last year for um, a rookie wideout, so look for him to improve in his sophomore season. But the biggest thing they need to improve on is their pass protection. And if they don't, they'll continue to come up with the same results. But for me, I think they're probably sitting just behind the 49ers. But look... Um, for the Cardinals to probably be the biggest improver in this division. Chad, is Russell Wilson heading down the same sort of path as Aaron Rodgers where he, he wins a Super Bowl early on, then gets probably not the help around him to be able to convert that into a second Super Bowl? Obviously, we know what happened with that great defense, but now it seems like he's the main man and they just haven't got enough weapons to get around him, whether it be to throw to or to protect. Oh, 100%. And Dickie's obviously, you know, someone who's spoken about this a lot is, you know, you've got to pay the other players as well. And Russell Wilson has, you know, he's set the market for quarterbacks at the moment. He's the highest paid player. But with, with that comes obviously a lot more pressure. You take a lot more money away from other players. It, it affects your ability to bring in free agents. Um, so that, that's probably the toughest thing for Russell at the moment. You know, there's even been some talk around, Russell not finishing his career as a Seahawk. Um, you know, little whispers around that. But um, like I said, they, they need to finish. They need to fix their, their pass protection because at the moment, Russ is their biggest asset. And without Russ, they're absolutely nothing. Yeah, currently $3.30 to win that NFC uh, West there. We move on to Dickie, who's awake. He's had a coffee. I'll tell you what, his first <laughs> couple of touches have been outstanding. He's got a little bit of pep in his step. Uh, maybe we're catching up later in the week for a beer. We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, Dickie, you got the Rams. $4.50 thanks to topsport.com.au. It's a tough division, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough division. And, and look, obviously, we've got the, the Rams that are two years post, you know, a Super Bowl uh, yeah. appearance. Uh, and then, look, it wasn't one of the greatest Super Bowl appearances, but uh, their ability to be able to back that up last year was, was really disappointing. And uh, they've obviously let Todd Gurley move on. Um, look, I, I think the Rams sit probably behind the t side that you're going to go. I, I think they're going to finish last in this division. Um, I, I, I really think they're struggling. I think they've, they've put all their chips. They've got a really good defense. Look, they've got Aaron Donald there, who's probably the number one defensive player in the league. They've got Jalen Ramsey. They've got a good defense. They've got a really, really good coach, Sean McVay. I think everyone around the league um, respects him as a coach. He knows his stuff inside out. Uh, but I think two things, obviously Gurley moving on and the schedule that they've got. They played the Cowboys in week one and, and we've all talked about how we think the Cowboys are going to go. Hopefully the Dak Prescott thing is done and they can roll into the season. They lose that game at home in week one. Four of their next five games are on the road and Jared Goff's record on the road stinks. He is a terrible, he's a West Coast offense. He likes playing in the summer. He likes playing in LA now. He like, uh, so his record on the road and his record in really poor conditions is, is stinks it up. So if they get off to a really poor start, it's going to be a long season for the Rams. Yeah, probably on the Rams, boys. Sean McVay, uh, you know, real flash in the pan the last couple of years since that Super Bowl. Hasn't been able to 
maybe get the best out of Jared Goff consistently, as Nick Davis just spoke about on the road. Uh, Copes, we go to you, school teacher Copes. $2, uh, thanks to topsport.com.au for your San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you've spoken in depth about some of their astute pickups throughout the draft and what they needed to do. Where's one of the areas that you think that they are still vulnerable, uh, maybe for the Seahawks or possibly Arizona to get them? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're the most vulnerable given how strong their division has become. And I think that's largely Arizona, which you'll talk about. But uh, certainly them getting DeAndre Hopkins to go with last year's number one overall draft pick, Kyler Murray, uh, at the helm. But also Simmons, who they took in the first round of this draft, I think is an elite athlete. His burst um, and scores that he had in the combine are just ridiculous. So uh, he's a linebacker to watch on, on defense. But that's what worries me is how strong the other teams around them have got. But I'm excited. I think there was a lot of ways that the 49ers could have got a lot worse this year. Super Bowl teams often find it hard to stay the same even, let alone get better, um, just because of salary caps. And obviously, superstar players that perform well to get to Super Bowls, they all want to get paid. And it's very hard to keep them. So the major moves for me were DeForest Buckner being traded, um, but then replacing him with Javon Kinlaw in the draft. Uh, trading for Trent Williams on draft day, that was massive for me. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk, who they took in the second round of the draft uh, to replace, replace Emmanuel Sanders. So that along with, I think they got a really cheap deal on Trent Williams, but also Jimmy Ward, um, who's just been unbelievable. He's had a little bit of durability issues, but... Uh, him taking a team-friendly deal along with Trent Williams, I think that allows them to potentially offer that huge George Kittle extension that's coming up. So I think largely we've stayed the same in terms of what our output's going to be. Our defence is just scintillating, particularly that defensive line. Um, And largely, hopefully, they can keep it all together. Will there be any resentment from the defence if Jimmy Garoppolo can't take his game to that next level? Just, just a short answer. Uh, I'd say yes. They, them playing at such an elite level, they'll, they'll demand excellence everywhere else. Yeah, they certainly will. Jimmy Garoppolo, under that big contract as well, he'll have to step his game up. That offence yeah, just didn't get it done uh, in time in that Super Bowl. Boys, I was asked to do the Arizona Cardinals uh, from School Teacher Capes. I pretty much Googled him, but uh, thank God for me, he answered most of it because I don't know as much as him. So uh, pretty much, uh, if you have a look at the Arizona Cardinals, they're $9 thanks to topsport.com.au. I think that's way over. That's worth a, a little fiver here or there because Definitely. Kyler Murray, his development can go to the next level. When you look at the way the NFL is going with Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, if they have the weapons and they can get out of the pocket, they can make things happen. Uh, you spoke about DeAndre Hopkins. That's a huge pickup coming across to the Arizona Cardinals. Plus, he's got Fitzgerald. He looks like he's got the weapons there. It's going to be whether they can keep him upright, much like Russell Wilson. Uh, Last year, their league defense was ranked 28th. Yes, I'm reading this off the screen. Uh, Their offense wasn't too bad, Copes and boys. It was 16, but it's their red zone. They're going to have to get better in the red zone. And you'd think, of all our experiences in playing in professional sport, that the second year, you start to see things clearer. You start to work out defenses or whether it be players in your field, copes, where, you know, cricketers, all that kind of stuff, you seem to get it, your routine and everything better that second year. So I'm looking for Kyle Murray and the Arizona Cardinals at $9. That is certainly a chance because 
We all know what division games are like, boys. It brings out the best in both teams and anything can happen on that day. So the Arizona Cardinals, for me, big improvers. How was that report, Capes? All right? Yeah, mate, I loved it. And what about that? School teacher Copeland has got you out of your box and got you to look at another team. But look, yeah, just I'm, quickly, I'm, I reckon that's one of the best bets that you'll find this season mm. um, is them to not only be improvers but potentially shock up uh, this division. But that, that air raid offence that they run with Christian Kirk, as well as the two that you uh, were talking about, but also that uh, Kenyon Drake signing late in the mm. year. Mm. They've got him now. They traded away David Johnson. But Kenyon Drake was freakishly uh, able to find holes in that offense. So I think they're, they're really good odds. Yep, $9. So San Francisco, $2. Uh, Seahawks, $3.30. Uh, Dickies, Rams, $4.50. I think that's way unders. I think they're mm-hmm. terrible, the Rams. They've lost their mojo. And the Arizona Cardinals, $9. Thanks to topsport.com.au. Boys, there was an interesting golf game just played today between uh, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, uh, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady. I'm sure we've all seen it. If you haven't, go on the social media and see all those shots. Uh, boys, any surprises on how uh, talented these blokes are? Chad, and the shot that Tom Brady pulled off after getting sledged by Charles Barkley? Uh, not at all. These guys, I know, obviously, professional athletes, we've all got a little bit of spare time, and golf is you know, one of my hobbies, and I know a lot of other athletes delve into it. But I guess to see um, the guys tra- these guys transfer over into another sport, and obviously, um, you know, the highlight for Tom Brady was definitely that you know, hole out uh, on a par five, his third shot going into the green, um, nice little zip back, and, and Charles Barkley was in his ear trying to give him a little stick, and and Tom Brady, the GOAT, you know, gives it back to him and serves him up. Um, you know, and they raised $20 million for COVID-19. I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. And, and life sports back. So I know that a lot of people would have been watching. Nick, I know you would have watched it, mate. Keen golfer, probably the best golfer in this group by far. Off a handicap of two, I think, uh, if memory serves me correct. <laughs> who's the coach one, doesn't know that yet. Who's the one uh, professional knew, guy knew. that you'd like to pair up with? If you were playing a match, if I can organise a match, I'll commentate, boys. But I might be able to get the the six of you out on the course. Who would you like to pair up with? Oh, I'd love to play around with MJ. That'd be yeah. uh, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty awesome for me. What, what about you, Copes? Are you, what's your handicap? Uh, mine's eight at the moment, but I'm a I'm a very inconsistent eight. Uh, Who would you like to play with? Uh, I'd love to just play with one of those elite golfers of any era, really. Like, I mean, Tiger Woods is an obvious one just for the carry-on and I'd make him wear his red shirt. Um, But, yeah, any of those guys. I really like uh, Brooks Koepka uh, at the moment. I love watching him play. Yeah, Brooks Koepka. I'd like John Daly uh, for obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He could could play. Same body shape. Same Same body body shape. shape. Very nuggety. Built low to the ground. Thanks, Chad. But you'll retire too one day, pal. Uh, boys, look, a couple of segments to go here on Moving the Change. Thanks to our friends at topsport.com.au. Hey, boys, if, you, if we find someone that's got jerseys out there, we are looking for some jerseys. So please get in contact with the boys on Twitter, social media, Instagram, at Moving the Change. Let us know where the best place to get NFL jerseys or NFL apparel, and maybe we come and visit you and spend a fair bit of dosh because we're trying to get our hands on some in Australia. Uh, it's time to get to some fan questions. Now, the first one, there's a couple of big ones here, but the first one came through uh, from Catfish SC. I wasn't sure how to read that, but Catfish SC, and it's very detailed, so bear with me, boys. Bit of a different question, but do you feel there is a bigger dis- uh, disparity between perceived good players in the NFL versus good NFL fantasy players or perceived good players in the NRL versus super coach players. 
And if so, what is the major differences for this? Chad Townsend. Yeah, look, to be honest, I don't know much about um, NRL fantasy, but I guess to answer you're, the question... You're a good player. You're not a great player for fantasy. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but in terms of um, you know NFL players, um, yeah, I mean, like the elite players uh, are usually the ones who score well in fantasy. Yeah, they probably don't score well every single week. But I mean, you look at last year's probably the best fantasy player, which was Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, he obviously you know, blitzed the park in everything he did, scored the most points, and he's obviously an elite player. So um, to answer your question, yeah, there's not really too much disparity. Uh, Nick, when you look at some of the fa- – we'll get to our fantasy tips uh, in a minute just to keep schooling those people that are playing. But it, we spoke about last week, it's the second and third and fourth round. There's, I think there's a bit of disparity between the great players like McCaffrey and then trying to find that next – best running back because you look at Gurley Chad you spoke about in our WhatsApp Gurley's inconsistencies about being able to get the ball stay healthy for one but get the ball and get those numbers I think there's a fair disparity between the great players and then that next level which makes Cope so dangerous in this Nick yeah there is and I think it's too I think the wide receivers there's it's even bigger I think you've got your your real top end Devontae Adams DeAndre Hopkins Mike Thomas, uh, Mike Evans, like your you top-end guys, uh, Adam Thielen, that just score every week. Uh, but in your, in your running backs, I, I, my strategy when I'm playing uh, in a, uh, fantasy NFL is that if I've got a running back that I think is, is really good, I like to have his backup you know, on the same team. Because if he gets injured, I know that he's going to get the majority of the snaps coming in. So... I like to handcuff my uh, my running backs. I like to pick two running backs from the same team. I don't do that with my wide receivers, but with my running backs, I like to pick two from the same team. So I know I've got that safety uh, that if my number one running back goes down, that that his man that the backup's going to come in and get the majority of the snaps. I just finished writing that one down just so I can get the first bit. Uh, this one's from In The Sheds. The boys doing great stuff uh, over there, launching their own podcast. This one's for you, Copes. Uh, a Detroit underrated considering their offense and restructured defense? Uh, look, I think when we talked about them in division, we basically had written them off. Um, certainly, they've got a talented quarterback, Matt Stafford, but if, if he doesn't stay healthy like he hasn't in the last couple of seasons. It's really their season over. But, look, I think they did really well in the off-season. Jeff Okuda and, and DeAndre Swift in the draft were fantastic picks. I think DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson are going to be unreal. Um, and then the big pickups, Matt Patricia's got two former Patriots, uh, Jamie Collins um, and also Jerron Harmon, as well as Desmond Trufant, who are two cornerbacks that are going to be really impactful. They're veterans, so they're not elite athletically anymore but they know the game they can understand and read the game which is really important so look they've made some astute pickups can they actually make an impact i just don't know whether they can get out of their division let alone go really deep into the uh super bowl territory so short short answer uh, after a long explanation is no yeah, it's a tough division that when you think about Green Bay and Minnesota and then Chicago, they're a, a basket case waiting to be fixed up by Nick Foles. Uh, this one's for, boys, I'll go to Chad and Nick first. Uh, underscore Peter Francis. Uh, Copes is looking a little frail in his old age. Do you think TB12 has him covered in a 40-yard dash? One word answers, Chad. <laughs> no. You think Copes has got him? I think Copes <laughs> has got him. What about you, Dickie? Yeah, I'm 
I'll back Copes in. How long's your run up? <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, mate. <laughs> be careful. Just be careful. TB12, it took him 20 years to get to 1,000 yards, mate. He's, he's not built for running TB12. He has had about three people to go tackle yeah. him, though. Copes is a fast bowler. Yeah. He's coming in, bowling short, you know, bowling yeah. all day. And when you've got to put the big knee brace on that he had to play 18 holes of golf <laughs> in a golf cart, that's warning signs to me. Yeah. He's not moving that great. He's not even walking. We might yeah. throw that up on our Twitter and see what the poll is next <laughs> yes, week. We'll let the fans call. know. So, uh, at Moving the Chains on Twitter, Ken uh, Trent Copeland beat Tom Brady, tagged Tom Brady as well in a 40-yard dash. I had to read this twice, boys, because this, the writing was so small. When it said little frail, I thought they were talking about his hair, but they're definitely talking about uh, Copes' speed. Uh, Copes, it's time to move to your uh, domain, mate. We're going to have to get you some intro music into this, but uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of fantasy. And this one comes from Fantasy Football Down Under, FF underscore Down Under. Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs this year? Who is stepping up to Australia's biggest fantasy uh, football league and supporting two great causes? So, Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs in fantasy? Uh, yeah, look, I think I'm going to say, as it stands, I'm going with Miles Sanders. Um, but I also think the Eagles will sign someone. They'll sign a LaShawn McCoy uh, type or Lamar Miller type player before the season starts. So my answer come season proper is going to be Josh Jacobs. Um, as Dickie was just pointing to that badge, and no doubt he's been excited by a few of the little highlights that we saw of him last year. The key really is in the passing work. If, if he's involved on third downs, uh, if he can be on the field while Jalen Rashad is on the field as well, uh, he's undoubtedly in that elite group of running backs. The, the talent is just astronomical. So too is Miles Sanders, but uh, I like Josh Jacobs' talent more than Miles Sanders. Yeah, fair few questions flying through this week in our WhatsApp group about fantasy ethics. Uh, I don't know what ethics means in fantasy. I just throw the darts at the dartboard <laughs> and hopefully they land. But uh, <laughs> someone's written in, uh, I think it's Young Legends, has written in, any chance you could do a fantasy ethics bit on your pod? I've only been playing for four seasons in the NFL and the whole trading value thing frightens the life out of me, so I barely trade. This is a great question. Yeah. I play in a, a couple of different leagues where it's yeah, roll over to the next year and my team absolutely sucked last year so I've had to try and use some picks and, and move it all around someone's actually helped me on the side but when you are waiting for a trade if you don't know too much about it Copes it's probably not as easy to pull the trigger trying to hold on to those great players yeah absolutely that was um, from Sam Rolf who's um, he's won the NRL super coach before and right. yeah he's an absolute legend of a bloke and he's had some tough times with his health in recent years so hope you're all all well at the moment mate um, Look, it's a tough one. I think the reason that question was posed was uh, there was an issue where a guy had agreed to a trade verbally in a text chat uh, right. exchange. But between then and going to hit the accept button, he got a better offer and didn't tell the other guy, but just accepted the better offer. So he's gone back essentially on his word. And that was, you know, in terms of ethics, my explanation to him was, and to everyone listening is, uh, if you don't have your word, then you're nothing. Um, yeah. If you're going back on agreements just to serve yourself and get a better deal, your word will get around quickly. Imagine if it was the actual NFL. No one would do business with that guy. No one would trade with that team full stop. So I think just put the quick answer is put yourself in the shoes of the other person. How would you feel if that happened to you? Uh, and if you'd be okay with it, generally, 
it'd be okay. But in this case, that was pretty poor form, I thought. Yeah, it is pretty poor, poor form by you. Uh, they've actually texted me on the side and said that you were the guy that ripped him off. Um, uh, bullshit. Which is, which is not unusual. We got ripped off this year with some of the picks you put in. Uh, boys, that's, it's been a great show. Um, we're going to keep more of those fantasy tips coming in. So if you do have any fantasy questions, make sure you keep asking the boys, especially uh, Nick and Chad. Uh, they're just as good as, as coach. Probably not as good, but just as good. At finding no, the hey, 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 hey. Two years ago in my league, I went 15 and 0. I went to Perth. It only matters <laughs> what you did last year, buddy. Um, it only matters. with your kids. <laughs> um, but, much. boys, it's now time to pick. Uh, we've all picked our MVPs for the year. And look, I, I, I dug deep and I thought I could just go out on a limb and name someone ridiculous to win it all, like Copes did last week. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to cheat the fans. I'm going to go out there. Drew Brees, for me, to win it all. Final year, has all the weapons around him. Playing Tom Brady, I think he elevates his level this year to be able to go out, not only a Super Bowl winner, but an MVP winner. If you go on topsport.com today, you can get the boosted odds up to $26 for him to win MVP, which I think is a a nice little juicy value uh, bet there to be able to put a little bit on for Drew Brees to be the MVP. Chad Townsend, you had Russell Wilson, which you got the best odds in Australia for that. Uh, Nick Davis, who did you have? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, $31 to get that. And Copes wrote his own ticket on Deshaun Watson last week. Thanks to the boys at topsport.com.au. Boys, we will be back next week to normal programming. But I will say this, a mover this week, which you spoke about, Copes, someone at topsport.com.au has had $1,000 on the Arizona Cardinals to win it all at $56. So 56 to 1, they've had 1000 on it. Good bet, yes or no? Yeah, I like it. 56. I think San Francisco were 51 or 41 to start the year last year. A couple of boys at uh, Miranda Hotel when we hosted the Super Bowl, Dickie, they were on it pretty heavy riding at home. Weren't able to get there. But you like that bet, boys? I think it's Absolutely. Worth the show. There you go. So you're going to get plenty of value on topsport.com.au. Make sure you hashtag... At, move, oh, at Moving the Chains on social media, sending your fantasy questions, sending in all your NFL questions. And we're going to have a special guest next week, boys, someone that's actually over there living the NFL dream. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you tag us. We'll see you next week.